Hey guys, it's Hamad Mia from MMA Diagnosis, and today we have a very special guest with us. He's a professional mixed martial artist fighting in UAE Warriors in Abu Dhabi on October 28th, the Lebanese gorilla Omran Chaban. How are you, my brother? Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Alhamdulillah, bro. How's things with you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, it's evening, yes, yeah, 9 p.m. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I want to. I wanted to interview you. Uh, Qatar messaged me and I was like, yeah, I had a look and I was like, I want to interview this brother. Uh, UAE Appreciate it, man. Yeah. So uh, October 28th, three weeks away. How are you feeling? Yeah, man, feeling great. Uh, three and a half weeks out now. So yeah, uh, last couple of weeks. Now it's hard training and then it's fight week. So looking forward to that, you know, go back to Abu Dhabi and do the job. Inshallah. I mean, Inshallah. I mean, uh, you're training in Team KF Dublin. Yeah. But before we get to that, what I like to do in my interviews is start from the beginning and yeah. we get to your current presence. So you, you, you grew up in Finland and you born yeah. and raised in Finland. You're Lebanese, your ethnicity. Um, how is it being a Lebanese kid growing up in Finland? Like, it's like, it's very, it's very different. Than I think in the other countries, but like it, it was back in days very different. But like now, now it's like, like I speak Finnish, so I speak like the perfect Finnish. I think when like people in Finland, like back in the days, like saw like immigrant kid, you know, brown kid, they're like, ah, uh, they start speaking with me English, like even in the shops and everything. And then I'm like, then I speak Finnish, they're like, what the heck? Like that guy. Like, like he speaks like the Finnish people, and then I'm like, oh, again, you know, just like I don't think they they see that like it's like disrespecting or judging, ju- judging by the book, you know, by the cover, and like it's yeah, it's it's been different there, but like let's say like uh, when I go older and everything, just everything was smooth, but like when you're a little kid, it's it's different because like. You grew up in immigrant uh, household. Like even if I'm born in Finland, like I'm not, I'm not gonna be like, never like, Finnish. You know, I know, I know, like, I, 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 I look different. You know, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, and like yeah, but like hey, it's perfect country. Like to raise a family, like and the country like treat everybody like very goodly, and the things there, like the social things is great to everyone every everybody has a standard of living and like if you're poor or rich it's it's the same so that's a good thing like yeah it's great man so um obviously like you said um why do you think they assumed you only spoke english is it because they assume people um of your skin tone from england and they're coming abroad just for holiday or is it is it one of them things or because uh, is, is English the second language in Finland? I don't know. You see, so. No, it's Swedish. Oh, it's actually Swedish. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's Swedish. So, 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 when, uh, so when the school, we have to learn Swedish. Like, you have to learn Swedish. Okay. And then comes English. But, like, uh, the thing is, so in Finland, like, maybe in the 70s, 80s, they didn't see brown people. Like, actually, they didn't see any brown people. It's just all, like, white people. But then uh, when people came and, like, uh, from the Middle East, from Africa, there were uh, a lot of, uh, like, criminal things happening between the Finnish and the immigrants. And in the 90s came a lot of uh, Middle East people. And my mom and dad came in the 90s. And then I just heard, like, some brutal stories back in the 90s. But, like... Nowadays, it's it's more like yeah they are more open now because the new yeah. generation, the, the Finnish uh, like the Finnish young people, uh, they are like the best friends with the immigrants. Back in the then, it was like all the immigrants yeah. and all the Finnish people are different, but now the Somalis, the Arabs, and the Finnish people are all together. So it's much better now. There's still some things like in different parts, but like in the city, it's like it's mainly like very international. And everybody uh, speaks English and that thing. But the things uh, 
thing that I wanted to say is in 2014 and 15 came a lot of uh, Arabs like uh, from Iraq and Syria and those places. And like, look, every country has the good people and the bad people. And the thing is, I think what happened, they, they judge people by couple. You know, there's like one, uh, one million, let's say, from the Middle East. Two, two guys do bad thing. Uh, everybody who's brown is bad. You know, doesn't matter, like, if you're from different country, if you're, like, from different city or area, it's like, uh, you look Arab, uh, you bad, man. You know, it's just, like, the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. 100% get what you're saying. We have a similar yeah. situation here over in England, in the UK. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm South Asian, I'm British, so I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, yeah. Still a great country. And, um, you know, I feel like it's much better now. Like you said, over time, it's just gone bad. Yeah. And, from- and like, I think all, all Europe country will get like better and better in a few years. Actually, like, I think, especially when the new generation came, uh, com- comes up, every- everything is going to change the yeah. better, hopefully. Hopefully. So we've got a bit of background of Finland, how it was, how the environment was. Um, your martial arts journey, how did that start? Where did, you know, what, what martial art did you first? So, man, that's, that's so long story, but like I will start from somewhere. So when I was, so I'm 21 now. When I was, yeah, I was, when I was 10, nine, I played basketball for four months and I never did sports in my life. Never. I did basketball four months and man i just remember we were sprinting like a back and forth and like after a couple of months i was like i'm done like that's it I, I i love to play the computer games you know i love the computer and everything and like we didn't have the great situation at home you know when i was a kid uh, my dad passed away when i was little so things were like a little bit different yeah yeah then I was like, I just stayed home. I, 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 and I wanted to be like more like alone, you know, just me and like do stuff and like being lazy, actually. <laughs> yeah, like I'm honest now. And then when I was 14, 15 years old, I just wanted to do something. Like my parents, my brother and sister, and my mom would never guess I would be a like professional MMA fighter because I was so different. But like, yeah, then I just want to do something that like, includes grappling, like you can do whatever you want. And I never watched the UFC. My brothers were watching the UFC and telling me about John Jones and everybody. I was like, ah, oh, who's that guy? Like that's, I'm talking about like 2015, 2015. Yeah, yeah. So it's like six years ago, you know, it's not yeah, that yeah. much ago. And I, I didn't even know what's MMA. And then. I had a friend came up I'm just looking for courses and I saw a course near my home and I went there for two months. It's like a beginner course. And yeah, I was, I was going there and then I was like, yeah, that's like, it's very like, I fell in love into it, you know, then what happened. So I did it two months and then I stopped it. I stopped it for like six months just because like I fell on the training expensive it's not expensive but like when i was 14 15 years old it was expensive because we didn't have much money growing up you know my mom wasn't working like she she was like alone growing up three kids i I was the youngest i was like i was 30 my brother was uh 16 and my sister was 15 so we all little kids and like we had expenses so i couldn't be that kid that just like hey i just want to do that I was like automatically like in myself, like, ah, I can't do it. Like it's too much. And then I stopped it. I just wanted to do it. Then I was going like every day, like we had this gym that you, that you go basically for free. And I just hit the bag every day, kicking the bag for hours. And then I just saved money for a little bit, like six, seven months uh, after I started uh, going to the gym and man it was so hard because like 
So what's what's happening? I went to the gym, and you know you have to have some adults to sign you up. And my mom, I didn't tell my mom because she didn't like even the concept of the MMA, like get hurt and everything. And like, and the other side thing is we didn't actually like. I didn't want to because my mom was like, if you want something, she will get you. Like it doesn't matter like if we have money or not. You know when we were little kids. So I knew my mom was like so sweet. So I was like, I can't be that guy that is like just asking for things, you know. And I know this yeah. situation is bad, but but you know, like adults uh, doesn't want to uh, show this how is the situation to the kids, you know. It's like how they do it, and yeah. Then I saved money. I went there. Uh, I signed up. I just faked everything, man. I the signature of my mom and everything. So I went there, started, and. Yeah, and I had my first fight when I was training like three months, and wow. my first fight uh, fight was six hundred kilometers from Helsinki. So I live in Helsinki. Yeah, and man, I didn't want my mom to know that I was even like fighting. And then I was fifteen years old then, and they told me like, "Hey, it's MMA. You can't fight. Uh, you have to be eighteen." So I was like, no, I want to fight. And then they told me like, yeah, you can sign. Your mother can sign like a paper. So whatever happens, it's on us. Okay. You know, because I'm a little kid. Yeah. And I was competing with the guy. Uh, he was from like, like up Finland. Uh, he was like 21 years old, training for five years. He was the national champ, like the silver medalist. Man, he was wow. huge. He was like. So I was supposed to fight at welterweight at 77. I was weighing like 73. And then they called me. They called me from the gym uh, two days before the fight. Ah, there's no fight at 73, at 77 or 73. I was like, okay, there's one guy at 85. Man, I'm young kid. Yeah, middleweight. I'm young kid. I'm like, let's go. Then I signed things up. You have to buy insurance, you know, and you have to do like a uh, test and everything. Man, I hate to say that. This is my first time saying on like, yeah, like uh, outside. I faked everything because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have money to do tests. You yeah, know, pay yeah. 120 euro. So I think like I faked everything, and yeah, man, I, we had to drive there, and yeah, I. I won the fight actually. I, I choked oh. the guy out. Yeah, I was just training. landing. Yeah, two months training, man. I was just landing heavy kicks on him, and he he caught me with a left hook, and I was like, "Ah, oh, nope, I'm not going there." And then third round, he shot, and man, you know the bulldog choke. So his yeah. head was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I just choked him to the ground. Mate, mate, uh, mate. I tell you what, I've been caught in a bulldog choke. <laughs> I've barely got out of it, and it is a not a nice choke once you get caught in it. Nah, man, man, yeah. and I never knew what like what even a choke is. I never tra- like trained actually like anything yeah. grappling based. Man, I remember like warming up. I'm just staring at the guy like he's huge. I'm like, oh, I'm about to kick your ass, you know. And he's like looking at me like, oh, who's this young kid? Like, like I was 15, and everybody was talking like how they could match up like i'm 50 and he's 21 so it doesn't make yeah. sense um, but yeah and from then i just went and then i have had my uh, second fight third fight but yeah when i came home from that fight my face my lips were swollen and everything and i swear it was a uh, i think like 10 p.m i came home i knocked the door my mom's opens up and she just screams like man loud very loud like like who who kidnapped you who beat you up i'm like <laughs> i'm like calm down this is the middle i won and then she was like she was like what are you doing then i was like hey i want to do that and from there she never accepted but she's now like okay. she's more comfortable now you know much more comfortable yeah. so yeah it's getting there. So, uh, so you said you didn't do a lot of grappling. How long were you training striking? Was it only two or three months? Or were you, no? Were you... So, uh, 
So after two months beginner course in Finland, it's like you do mostly like body weight stuff. So you get the condition up a little bit, you know, okay, some techniques. Okay. It's not even like techniques, you know, it's like yeah. you do like uh, jumps, squats, like very, very basic things twice a week. But then like I was kicking the bag yeah, for six months when I was out oh. golf. I didn't know anything. I never watched anything. I just went and kicked the bag like four hours. And yeah, I, I had, that's why I have very good kicks, I think. <laughs> From kicking then, the bag, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, because uh, we know how deadly, uh, how much leg kicks hurt. So if opponent's not checking them, it doesn't matter how long you train. You just keep on kicking that leg. That guy's legs is going to be gone. So uh, that's it. So from that fight, um, how many amateur fights did you have then altogether? Like uh, a twenty, about twenty. Oh, twenty. All right. Yeah, so, so some I of them have, are not I listed, right? The so ontopology yeah. and these sites, they haven't no, listed them, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. Because I, I because I I was a junior. Yeah, so yeah. Actually, yeah. No, nobody knows I had so much amateur fights. I think in topology there's like six maybe. Or eight. Yeah, there's only like, four, like five. there's only four or five on topology. Yeah, just, yeah. So 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 from so, so I read that one of your fights you you fought in the IMAF Junior World Championship. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what year was that? Was that to That was 2018 November. Okay. Wow. Okay. I how far so did you get into the, How far did you get into the IMAF then? So so let me so I'm gonna get this straight because like the thing is. Uh, that was the first one they did the junior world championship. It's not junior. It was like U21. So you have to okay. like be like from 18 to 21. I just turned 18 uh, that okay. time. And in the division was like maybe four or five fighters, man. So yeah. like even if, if you go straight to the final, it's not actually like, okay, yeah. Medal is the medal, but like it's nothing, you know? Okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So it wasn't, yeah, it was nothing. So it's basically. I read the guy's name. His name was something Habib, something. Yeah, he's, uh, so he's actually the, he's the, he won the world championships in the, in the adults and in the juniors. He's the, I think the, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, I think he's, he was back then the, he won the world's, something i don't remember it's basically what, like what the was. he was basically like the number one seed if you if you want to be yeah 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 he, he, he was he was yeah 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 so so you, you fought amateur now uh yeah when did you so you're in finland right with all this yeah guessing so when did you make the jump to go to dublin what 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 was the reason so that? uh when i was 16 7 about 17 18 I competed in the Finnish nationals and I won the adults. Uh, like, so we have like weekend, so it's uh, Saturday, Sunday, and you have three fights. Okay. Plus the final, yeah, and I won them. And like, it was it was getting to point. I was in a professional team in Finland when I was sixteen, training with professional fighters. There was one UFC veteran, and he was old UFC guy. And I just like, like, let's be honest, like even in the training. I was just like, I wasn't even getting better anymore, you know? And like, I had that good feeling in the training, like going and just everything was easy. And then my brother told me like, hey, if you want to actually do that to professional level, you have to go out to Finland to make it, you know? And then I went to Sweden. I trained in all-star gym. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. 2017 I was with Hamzat and the guys yeah, even yeah. before they were like anything you know yeah. for zero and trained there and then I got, got back to Finland went to Liverpool uh, Tom Aspinall Jim oh. the team Carbon went the there Carbon. for two weeks yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I, I was like I was traveling alone and it was like I was living in the gym uh, back then like there uh, for a couple of weeks just to see how's the training just to go yeah. spar you know to see my level yeah, yeah. and like yeah it, it went great and then 
I went back to Finland. I had the uh, 2019 Nationals. I won them. Okay. And then my strength and condition coach, Levi Eil, he's English and Irish, okay. but he lives in Finland. He told me like, hey, if you think you're really good, go see your level in Ireland. Like, because like it's the best in Europe. So, and I told him, yeah, it just hooked me up with them. And, and I just thought like it was like just talking and I'm going to the main SPG. So the big one, you know, the okay. famous one. But then like some guy contacted my strength and condition coach and I went to Chris Fields. I met Chris Fields yeah. in the old SPG shorts that is now Team KF. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, man, I went there for two weeks. And then after that, I just, I, I went home for a lot. But then I came back, I talked with Chris. And then 2019, I took my professional debut in Cage Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, and 12 lay in all this under Chris Fields. Uh, yeah, it's been great since then. Yeah, I want to talk about that fight, actually, the Cage Warriors. Uh, before we get into Team KF, um, you had a very good, uh, you had a very good jab, and you were pressing the action. You were moving around. I liked, I liked, I liked the way you were. You weren't overdoing it. You weren't trying to just go for the knockout. You were being tactical. You were, you know, uh, your question mark kick was actually really good as well. I really like the question mark kicks. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's uh, it's not, it's not seen often in um, MMA. Seen more in kickboxing. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, some from like K1 Legends, Francisco Filio and all these guys, they use the question mark kick a lot. So I really like that. I really like seeing that fight. And then obviously your last fight you fought in uh, UAE Warriors. UAE Warriors, yeah. Yeah, it didn't go your way, but it's a learning curve. And you'd rather get the loss out now than later on. And, you know, because you see some guys, they get undefeated, they lose and then they can't come back. So yeah. you'd rather get the now. And then now we're here. So how are you feeling now? Because... Obviously, after that loss, you know, it must Man, have been. Man, I actually, so I know, so that's the thing. I went, I know what went wrong in that fight. Like, uh, at first, I was fighting, my debut was in Weatherweight. Yeah. And uh, that one was a middleweight. Okay. And like, it's, it's not about the size or anything. I just think like, like if we speak about the like physical thing, like uh, I'm not yet actually middleweight. Yeah. You know, I, like I like hundred percent I will be middleweight in a few years. You know, when I get a little bit older, yeah, yeah, and fill up, and just like that fight was like the guy, like congratulations to him, he took the win, but like he wasn't better. Like he wasn't actually a better one. He just he had a good night that day, yeah, and yeah. like I, I, did, I, I did some mistakes that I know, and like, yeah, it's it's not a great thing, it's it's not a great feeling, but I think that's that hit me like, ah, oh, I need to do changes, not just for like the weight class, no, just not for that, for everything, like for everything, and then yeah, then I was like, listen, I'm gonna move to Team KF for not just the camp just to live there just be there N not even camp like year around N not just like go to Finland and come back here to be in a camp no I'm gonna be here all day every day you know and train and train and train and make like because yeah I just knew what I wanted to do you know and I, I knew what what went wrong so that's why I'm like ah I know what's wrong. And like, I know it's not about like how technically I was or how, how the weight or the physical advantage that he had. No, it's not about that. I know what's the problem. And yeah, I think we will see in the next one that everything I'm talking about is right. Okay. Inshallah. Nice. Inshallah. Uh, so your team KF now, Dublin. So Chris Fields, yeah. uh, Former uh, teammate of Conor McGregor, he's been on uh, tough. Uh, he was on Team Penn. You know, quite a name. Qatar Pendred as well, well-known name. These guys are, uh, you know, 
Do you feel like having guys like that who have been in the UFC, they've been on the big shows, they've got the yeah. most probably, their teammate is the most famous guy in MMA, Conor McGregor, former teammate. Yeah. Um, being with guys like that is what's going to get you to that level where you want to be. Uh, I think just the, like, Chris Fields and, like, Everybody here in Team KF, especially like Chris Fields, he's the head coach of the MMA pro team. It's just different. Like he puts everything like together and just like different. And he has been there. He has seen guys that go there and fall from there. And see guys who has been like down and went up. He has seen everything. And he's been the Cage Warriors uh, middleweight champion. And Kyle Pendred went to the UFC. You know, just like, I think it's the perfect mix for everything and you know the thing is and it shows in the protein in here you know we had james webb we have like a lot of new guys like young guys coming up and like you can see the results and like even let's say like the way they talk like chris and everybody just like like you, you don't even ask because you know that what they talk is like that's the direction just do the job it's basic one thing you have to work hard to get it and that's it it's like that's the simplest thing but it's the hardest thing that's why nobody does it you know it's like it's not it's not just like training one two times a day and that's it no there's a lot more and like you need a great coach and you need great athletes you know you need two obsessions like obsession fighter and obsession coach to just mix well and i think we have that here man like 100 percent. so so you talk about obsession how is chris feels of like how how would you say then as a coach his method uh, is he watching tape is he doing all that for you and mental man, everything he's he is like so he has a family, you know, and like he comes, I like, so I had a, let's say I, I, I went to Finland uh, like two months ago and I had a flight at 7 a.m. Okay. 7 a.m. I had a flight earlier that day. We trained uh, before that day. And then he, we, we did pads at 5 a.m. So he woke up before he, he even like drove his kids to the kindergarten and did pads with me. Wow. and then went home he comes at like 10 11 p.m to hold extra pads or to do technique with us or to give us more information if we need that like man it's like and like he he watches all the fights like he 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 sees everything in those fights like little things and like yeah he studies everything he just he's obsessed with it so i think that's a good wow. mix you know between the fighters here and the coach and like, listen, I, I have seen a lot of coaches and went like to train in different uh, uh, clubs. And like, I'm not saying they are bad, but I'm saying like it's different. And, like, yeah, it just it just it just didn't mesh well with you as a person. Yeah, it just it's not yeah. just about talent and no connection, personality as well. And yeah, so exactly. So Chris is the guy for you. So it's like Freddie Roach, Manny Pacquiao. It's like. It's like that relationship, Mike Tyson, exactly. same, you need that connection with the coach, the, between the coach and the fighter. So, yeah, so Team KF uh, Dublin, I mean, yeah. it sounds like it's going to be an up-and-coming team. Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah, all over, all over the world. So, since yeah. we're talking about your team, is there any other guys that you think would be upcoming? Like, is there any guys you can give us right now on this? Man, uh like all the whole the pro MMA team, like even the young guys that are Emmys, like they're savages. They're like seventeen to nineteen years old. Uh, man, I tell you one thing, they will they will kick ass. Some of the pro guys in like different gyms are like oh. they are different. Like yeah, especially like these young guys and like we, our pro team doesn't have anybody actually who is like. If everybody's pretty young, <clears throat> so everybody is like almost the same age, you know, and it's yeah, all the team, man. 
especially the young guys, you know, coming up, the Amis. It's, it's good to keep an eye for, for them, you know. Nice. I can't wait to see, and I will be keeping my eyes. UAE Warriors now. So you're fighting UAE Warriors. Why Why UAE Warriors specifically? Because there's many organizations. Brave, you know, yeah. One, Belto, we name it, we can name all of them. M1, whatever. Why UAE Warriors? So first thing is, uh, a lot of people say to me, like, why UAE Warriors not like cage warriors, you know? But like, I think UAE Warriors... It's not what, like it's what I think, and it's what's the truth. It's like so. I am basically Lebanese, so I represent yeah. the Middle East, and I represent Arab, Europe. Yeah. yeah, but like basically, like from here, I'm Arab, so I think that fits perfectly, and especially the uh, Warriors because like they have a like uh, the thing with the UFC now. So uh, Dana White did the looking for a fight in right. the UAE Warriors and the Abu Dhabi in the UFC is working with UAE Warriors so and there's guys like who will be going from UAE Warriors straight to the UFC and listen to this because the UFC now wants the big market and the big market is where is in the Middle East Flus <laughs> yeah and like I, I think it's perfect and like it suits me because like I would love to represent like the Middle East and the Europe, you know, the mix, like bring two flags, the Finnish, the Lebanese. Like, yeah, I, I, I love to represent my country and to do it in the Middle East, in Abu Dhabi. It's great, man. Like couldn't ask for better organization for me, you know. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And to be honest with you, I never I, I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. Like whenever, like, it is, a, it is a feeder league for the UFC, UAE Warriors, and it's a perfect one for you. You know, it'll get you through the doors a lot easier, like you mentioned, whereas other organizations, it may take you a bit longer to get recognized and to be seen uh, as UFC caliber. So your opponent now, so he's a uh, black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Would you, would you say you're more striking based if we had to assess it? If if we had to be fair, or would you say you're all round? Oh, of course, everyone's gonna say yeah. they're all round. But in this fight, would you yeah. say it's more of a striker versus grappler matchup? Like if we now get the two papers there, yeah, it's a striker versus grappler. Like, yeah, that's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, but so, like. Yeah. Yeah. So your opponent's yeah. name, I'm going to try to pronounce it. Khair yeah. Khalifa Eshushan. I don't know if I pronounced it right. I think so. I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. It sounds good enough. So, yeah, it's a crazy name. Um, so, what do you, how do you see that fight going? Uh, so, it's going to start on the feet. Uh, I think, and I know what's going to happen. He's going to shoot. He's going to try to take me down. But, like, the thing is, I'm a striker. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Like, that's the thing. But, like, I wouldn't mind to actually, like, grapple. Like, never know. I might take him down. Surprise everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. But, yeah, I, I see the fight going on. Uh, just, like, keep it, like, simple and, like, in my taste, you know, I like I I put the rules in the cage, and that's how we're gonna go. If I wanna go uh, stay stand uh, standing up, we're gonna stay there. If I wanna go to the grapple, we're gonna grapple. So, and so it's different. Like I know he's jujitsu based and like black belt, but like it's different. MMA is different, and that's why it is MMA. You know, it's like yeah. Carlson Gracie said. Every time you get hit, you go down a belt. Anyways. Man, you go and like, yeah, that's it. It's, it goes brown, purple, <laughs> blue, white, and then no belt. Yeah. So, are you? Are, so, speaking about jiu-jitsu, are, are you training gi or is it just purely no gi? You, you don't touch uh, gi. What is it? We train a lot of like uh, a lot of no gi wrestling. Yeah. Uh, like 
like world wrestling, you know, in the cage, like against the cage and everything. So yeah, we mix everything up. Like it's not just striking. Like we have Tom King here, who is like the Europe, like is uh, I think in the ranking, like the first there. So it's like, and we have a lot of black black belts. So mm -hmm. and I train my daily basis is I train with Naga, Naga Championship yeah. guys and like they won the Nagas, they are black belts and like these guys are actually like black belts. I'm not saying like he's not a black belt. I'm saying they're actually like I'm training every yeah. day with black belts. I'm rolling with them. I'm doing everything with them. So it's not like big thing for me, you know, just like another, another one. Right, I'm, I'm going to ask you something I'm curious about. So we've spoken about striking. We know we know Europe. We know Europe's the top in striking. If we're gonna be, you know, the Europe that kind of area, their striking is up there, right? Even the yeah. jiu-jitsu now has come up. Yeah. But I feel like one area is uh, the wrestling now. How yeah. is what what wrestling are you doing in uh, Dublin? How is the wrestling? Like, give us the wrestling coach. How how is the system over in Dublin? Uh, you you watch Habib, yeah? Yeah. You watch John Fitch? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mix those two. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, people will like. You have a Russian coach. I'm, I'm presuming. Is, no, no, no. Like Chris Chris Field is my coach. Like, oh, like for okay. MMA for MMA wrestling, yeah. But okay. like I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. It's like, it's it's gonna be, it's different than the other wrestling because like MMA is different. It's not just yeah. like wrestling. If you like Olympic champ wrestling, it's still different because yeah. there's strikes set up, so it's different. But yeah, we have great coach coaches there for wrestling. Like Chris Fields is great for that, and yeah, and like like I told you, like we have a. Uh, we have the BJJ guys that are like very high, highly like they're not just BJJ play, uh, guys who play uh, like from the back and pull guard. They're like actually like the heavy top pressure, you know, takedowns, that kind of BJJ, like a little bit different BJJ guys, you know, like actual like that, like if they want to transfer to the MMA, it's very easy for them. Yeah, a bit like yeah. Gary Tonin, right? I don't know if you know Gary Tonin. He, yeah, yeah, I know. He Gary reminds Tonin, yeah. me of them guys that he goes for takedowns, he goes for. Yeah, and know, heavy. Yeah. Very heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Which is perfect so, for me. Yeah. And like, yeah, which, like, if you've seen Gary Tonin, he's one of the few guys that's transitioned so well into MMA. And it's because yeah, his jiu-jitsu style is, you know, he's actually getting knockouts now. And he's, I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so, like I said, the reason why I'm asking about the wrestling is because you want to you want to be in the UFC in America. We know in America the NCAA's you're going to be dealing with a lot of wrestlers. So I was just curious how yeah. how it's working over in Dublin. I've got a bit of an idea in England, but in Ireland I'm not sure how it kind of works. So how are you training? Is it is it twice a day? You're doing uh, strength and conditioning. How how is all how does all that fit in? So depends like uh when i'm at you know so if it's off season if it's like six weeks out three weeks out two weeks out so it depends like changes every time because like the intensity so if it's more intense like like uh, when you get like closer to the fight it's gonna drop down and like before the fight it's gonna like the volume is very high of the trainings like and like if we need to work on something we work like it's all calculated and like, like I, I can't tell you anything because like Chris Fields does all the things. He he like set up everything basically. You know he tells us like, yeah, now it's that thing. So we have to work like it's and it's more like in uh, it's like one by one. You know it's because everybody's different here. And yeah, it's, it's depends on like when when I am at and yeah everything man. But like still like doesn't matter what like uh, who's the opponent we do the same thing it's yeah. you know it's the game plan and yeah so th this fight is at welterweight i believe at welterweight yeah so i'm back there now yeah how tall are you 
because I'm trying to. I was trying to find you. Is six one or is it six? No, I'm almost six four. You're six four. Yeah. A welterweight. Wow. How long is your reach? Eighty. Eighty inch. Wow. You're you're yeah. you're the John Jones of the welterweight division, man. <laughs> I'm the Adesanya of the welterweight division. Uh, Adesanya. <laughs> you're more of Adesanya fan. <laughs> Actually, I like them both, man. I don't care what John Jones does in the outside, but yeah, like, yeah. Hey. like I, was saying someone, um, I was saying to someone, John Jones, in my opinion, is the greatest fighter of all time. They were like, "No, he's done this. He's done." That. I'm like, "Doesn't matter. He's not. He's not the. He's not the moral champion of all time. Like, if if, if, if that's the title, he's not that. But he, if you talk about talent, the amount of opponents he's beaten, he's the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, and he is. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Your six four eighty inch reach, welterweight. Now we've seen the welterweight division. Now Kamaru Usman, I mean he's fighting. Uh, he's uh, knocked out Hoy Masvidal. We got Leon Edwards. Yeah. We got these guys. But you're 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 just like you're tiring these guys, man. So like you said, uh, middleweight. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm the biggest welterweight on the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would agree with you. I'll give you, I don't know many. I don't know any guys that are six four. There might be. There might be, just not from the top of my head. But middleweight, you're twenty one only right now, so probably twenty five, yeah. twenty six, around that age, you'll be probably hitting middleweight, right? Inshallah. Inshallah. I love food, so I think so. Yeah, man. Uh, so let's talk about your nickname, the Lebanese Gorilla. So how how did, how did that <clears throat> come about? So that was like, was like. You know, when something comes up and it just like when like two years, three years goes and then you're like, ah, oh, how did it actually like go that way? And because in Finland, everybody call, like calls me the Lebanese Gorilla or OMC. Oh. So OMC is Omar and Chaban. And there's the, that's the logo and there's the Gorilla. You can see that. Yeah, and it's like, so what was happening is like when I have fights in Finland, uh, like when I enter the cage, I do my own stuff. And yeah, someday my like sister and my brother like told me like uh, they were always messing with me, like the gorilla and the gorilla. And I was like, actually, like I like that name, you know? Just like just like perfect. And then yeah, my brother said the gorilla and he was like the Lebanese gorilla, just like out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take that. That's perfect. The Lebanese gorilla. And then from there, just went on. And it's funny because, like, that's long time ago. Like, very long time ago. I think, like, it's the beginning of my career, actually. And then I saw a lot of people after uh, Darren Till. Everybody was gorilla. And, man, I was so annoyed. I was like, what the heck? Everybody's now the gorilla. But I was like, I'm the Lebanese gorilla, so I'm different, you know? So, yeah, uh, it was my brother's, actually, my brother's idea at first. So, he, he called it. And, yeah, I think it was, like, the things, I, like, my sister was saying, like, I look like the gorilla in there. Yeah. You know? And I was like, okay, you yeah, dominate. I take it. I take it, why not? <laughs> so, uh, Finland now. So I just wondering, like certain guys now feeling Mahwan Amir Khan in is that someone you've interacted with, or guys like these kind of guys, or you, 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 the age difference is too much, or no, nah, it's it's not the age difference. Uh, I think it's like mostly the so Mahwan, uh, he's from Finland, but he's from Turku. Okay, so it's like it's it's a little bit far, but like I I was like in the same training session with him in 2016 when I was 16 when I was in the pro team and he was sparring like with my teammates. Okay, we never got to train actually. Like, like I'm I'm too big for him. That's just a fact. I I know I was 16, but still back when I was too big for you, and yeah, but uh, yeah, he's he's done good things, you know, for the like. To show uh, like the Finnish flags everywhere because like Finland's the MMA is not that known so yes. he brought it up a little bit 
And yeah, uh, I have seen him a couple of times, you know. And he trained in the SPG in Ireland for a few years. Now he left, I think so. Uh, yeah, he seems to be a good guy. I don't know him actually, but like, yeah. So I was going to get to that, um, the Finnish MMA scene. How would you describe it now? So from back when you started till now, how would you describe oh, different, different, man. Because now the gyms there, there's a lot of gyms now. Yeah. And like in every gyms, there's like 500 to 700 members. Wow. Like it's it's packed. Yeah. And we have actually good Emmys there. Like it's, we have, uh, I think I know like six, seven, like actually like they are good. They're like 20, 20 years old, but they're actually very good. Like they fight in the IMFs and they're very good. I think like, the next generation from there is savages. Very good. So it's getting better. It's getting much better. The coaching is getting a little bit better. So yeah, they have a good BJJ there, like very good BJJ. But like, there's like the striking is a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And like the combination to the like to put all together is like. It's getting better. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like the Dutch style is good for that combination kind of striking? Excuse me. The Dutch style of kickboxing. Do you feel like that's a good way to drill combinations, in your opinion, or do you feel like it's just dependent on each gym or each individual? No, it's different. I need. I think you need a like actually like, not 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 just a kickboxing coach. You know, it's yeah, because yeah, like looks, yeah. kickboxing is different. It's yeah, total different and like easy. Uh, made it in the UFC very well. You know why? Because he's not actually a kickboxing style fighter. He's very different. That's why Gokansaki went to the UFC and got KO'd. It's different. It's not the one. And yeah, it's, it's not just like do the drills. It's a lot, it's a lot of things because in MMA, you can't cover. Yeah. You, you're going to be kneed in the face, elbowed. So it's different. I think you need someone to actually put it all together. And mix things up because now, like nowadays, we watch the UFC. Most of the fighters, great strikers, but Dan Hooker, last fight, mixed the takedowns, beautiful. Did you see it? Yeah, beautiful man. And the striking was beautiful. And I think that's that's the the new era of the MMA. Mix everything and be good. Like not good. Good is not enough. You have to be great everywhere to actually. Like make it to the top. I'm not talking just going to the UFC. Going to the UFC is not the problem. Yeah. It's making there the noise. Staying you know? there and becoming champion. exactly hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dan Hooker now he's fighting um, Islam Akshif, I believe. I know. So what do you think about that, man? Uh, I like Islam. I actually like that guy. Like. Uh, I, I like his style. He's he's actually a good striker. That like yeah, like he's it's gonna be a tough fight for Hooker. But like the thing is, I think Hooker is going with mindset. It doesn't doesn't matter what happens, and that's a dangerous one. And like yeah, but what I think is gonna happen is Samakachev gonna first round just press him in the cage and wrestle wrestle him. But I have a feeling. That Islam wants to strike with him because Islam wants to strike more now. He likes the striking actually. Like you can see, even the coaches are like, "Don't strike." He's like, "I'm gonna strike." So it's gonna be interesting. Like I, I, I love both guys, so I hope they just do well both. So do, I'm do, not gonna choose. Do you see Islam being a champion? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm going to ask the same for Hooker. Do you see Hooker having the possibility of being champion, in your opinion? I don't think so, no. Why, why, why do you think that is? What, what's, why do you feel like the difference? Uh, Hooker is... I don't think... No, I, I don't think so, man. How old is Hooker? 32? 33? Either late twenties or early thirties. I know he's between. Yeah, that. so no, I I, I think like is if Islam is gonna be the champ, he's not gonna he's gonna be champ for a long time. And I think Hooker's time is gonna be passed after that. 
because like like imagine hooker actually doesn't have actually that much of time anymore mm. left in him he has a lot of miles into him you know so yeah i i, I don't see him as champ and there's good guys in the division you know it's, it's good division it's yes. packed with animals uh they're saying there's a possibility of Poirier versus Charles Oliveira I, I think Poirier wins you think so yeah what do you think I'm leaning towards you but Charles Oliveira his stories the way he's just come back is just amazing for me because I was always taught that you can't you either have heart or you don't but he's exactly, kind of yeah. proven me wrong because he's broken in fights but in his last few fights his his mental strength has been I mean when Chandler hit him yeah. the old I feel like the old Oliveira would have quit yeah. but the way now he's mentally I don't know maybe it's just a mental block he had when he was younger he was out, he he got into the UFC at what 21 was he 21 when he got into the UFC? Really I don't young. know. I don't yeah, know. I think he was 21 when he got into the UFC because I remember yeah. 10 years ago. In B. He's been in the UFC for like 10 years. So yeah. the story about Poirier, like you said, the way he made uh, McGregor look, he made McGregor look like he was he didn't belong Man. anywhere near he him. He made him look bad. Let's say that. Let's keep it good and say bad. Yeah. Uh, I think Dustin has great striking he has that like he has that dog style you know just like yeah. he doesn't give up thing I don't want to swear on that thing yeah. you know? uh, and I think he's he's much technically better than Oliveira I just think that way and I think the condition of Poirier is being in this few like amazing like actually amazing and like i know why because like he's like he's even he is even saying the things that like he's putting the work like he never done before and you can see it in the fight like the pace is so high uh, i think i think he beats him yeah i think he beats him badly okay so yeah. you think uh Pore, Pore wins do you see him finishing him yeah I think third round TKO. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely a possibility because Oliveira does tend to fade in the later rounds. I mean, um, moving from that now because I wanted to ask you one thing. So you're you're Lebanese, uh, the Lebanon the Lebanon MMA scene now. I've interviewed a few uh, Lebanese fighters. Um, nice. So uh, I'm going to say some names. I want to see if you know them. Ahmed Laban. Have you heard of him? Ahmed Labani, I know him. He lives in Croatia, I think now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah so he's one of you fights. Um, nice. Uh, Hassan Fakhreddin. Uh, I know more Fakhreddin. Okay, this is, is his younger that... brother. So he's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he told me a crazy story similar to yours. He had his first pro fight. I think he was only yeah. striking, and he fought in like three months, and he he, he grappled and knocked the guy out. So, yeah, you told me another case. I don't know if it's just the Lebanese brothers that are just doing that. But <laughs> they just, yeah, so he's, he had a similar story to you from when I interviewed him. So what is your, so obviously Muhammad Fakhreddin is probably the biggest name other than Faraz Habi, Of course, Faraz Habi is yeah. probably the biggest Lebanese name in the MMA scene. But as a fighter, Muhammad Fakhreddin, what's your opinion on the Lebanese like, MMA scene as a whole? So I'm gonna be honest, and I don't know the Lebanese scene that much. Like I, I follow. I just mean general from Instagram. certain fighters that you've seen that. So yeah. People in uh, like uh, I've seen a couple of fights. Uh, most fight. Uh, I've been actually talking to Mo. He's, he seems like a great guy. Uh, I want to actually get in touch with them. With like actually like maybe go like some days to Lebanon. Hopefully like and uh, like train with the team and everything for a couple training sessions uh i think like if you go back two years ago it was very bad now it's different but that's the thing uh mo he goes out he goes to he i think he w was training in the thailand mm -hmm. for a lot yeah uh, so he travels the world and now he has basically the knowledge and now i think i'm not sure but uh, he coaches now 
I'm not, I'm, not, people, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I know like there's some guys that like Arab guys. I don't know if they're Lebanese, but like, no, I think Mo actually coaches some guys in Lebanon when he goes there. So it might be, but like, hey, even if he doesn't coaches, the experience that he has and his fights, they are great for everyone. And I think it's, it's a great thing for Lebanon, you know, that like yeah. we actually like there is Mo that has gone and fought and he had this last fight it happened like some shit there. I don't know what happened there, yeah, but I think they're going to have... They're having a yeah, rematch. They, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I hope I hope he brings the two belts back. You know, that would be great. That would be great for Lebanon. And, and uh, his uh, younger brother Hassan as well is really talented, very good boxing. Uh, he won his last fight. Yeah. He knocked the guy out. I mean, we're seeing... Yeah. He, I think he grew up in California, so... Yeah, oh, okay. In the USA, yeah, it's more American, Lebanese. Yeah, so uh, yeah. we got loads of guys in international. I mean, Firaz the hobbies. That's perfect. I mean, Firaz the hobby. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. Okay. You want to say something? Uh, I just think like it's every time I see like Lebanese fighter from outside, like uh, there's Khalid Ta. He's in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. He's Lebanese, and like when I see these names, I'm like, oh, it's nice actually to have something like. Lebanese brothers in the same sport, you know, and they're, they're like professional too. So it's actually a nice connection. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's great, man. It's great to see like people doing good, especially that they are from my country. Yeah. Okay, we've seen UAE Warriors, we've seen Brave, we've seen these organizations for quite a long time now. Uh, within the Arab world, with uh, South Asia, you, you name it. Do you feel like Habib? has kind of made it even more bigger. Man, I'm telling you one thing. Habib has made it that big that it's now. Without Habib, it's not that big. Especially in the Middle East. Especially in Abu Dhabi. Like, he... You know where they say Conor McGregor did the sport differently here in Europe? He grew the sport so much. Habib did it in Asia and in the Middle East. He did it differently. And like you can see now these organizations that are coming by like just are just different. Just because Habib, man, and I tell you one thing, in the Middle East they love Habib. And like, you know, he's a great example for all uh, like all the people. No, not just the Middle East, for all the people. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think people understand how much people admire him, like um yeah. especially people from the Muslim faith. Like, I don't think people understand, like, because I've seen it firsthand. Um, he came to Birmingham. So I live in Birmingham. I met actually met yeah. Habib on Friday. Nice. Uh, first, yeah, so it was pretty cool. Uh, I was at his Q&A. Um, I was front row in his Q&A as well. I was front row in the middle. So I actually got to watch his Q&A as well. And the way people were just literally admiring him, shouting his name, the way the reception he got, because um, Joe St. Pierre came as well. But the way Habib got the reception was something else. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Like, I have not seen that. And I think it's mostly the, like, like, uh, who who actually feels it is the Muslim community. Especially in, in the UK, it's so big that it's it's actually, like, and, like, I don't think people knows how big a following he has, like, just, like, Muslims. Like, just, yeah. like, forget the fighting, just for the religion. It's huge. Just for, like, how he talks, like, alhamdulillah, and those kind of things, you know, just to- those things. Like, my mom knows Habib. My, like, yeah. Like, when my dad comes and elder guests come to the house or... Uh, if I explain to them I'm doing an MMA uh, podcast or I, I do media, they don't understand. Then I say, oh, what Habib does. Just to simplify it, it, and they know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, Habib, yeah. So, That's yeah, the he's... same in Europe when they say uh, Conor McGregor, what he does, yeah. you know? But but people doesn't understand how huge that different part is. It's much huger than Europe. Yeah, Europe yeah, finally, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, before uh, before we end it, I just need to uh, get a few predictions from you. 
So um, I'm going to start off with Francis Ngannou and um, yeah, Cyril Gain. Cyril Gain. You think Cyril Gain wins? Cyril Gain wins by TKO in the fourth round. Wow. Okay. First round? Fourth. Oh, fourth round. I think he said first round. I was like, okay, yeah. fourth round. So you think he just outsmarts him, ties him out, yeah. and then... Outpoints him. Uh, maybe it's going to be a little bit boring, a few rounds, and then he's going to TKO the guy, I think. Okay, and the next one is Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington 2. Kamaru Usman, second round, KO. Okay, second round? Yeah. The first, one was, round, the first one was pretty close. From So you think second round, you think he too much power? Uh, yeah, I, I think just like Kamaru Usman is, is there to stay. The next one is Habib versus GSP. Since I saw both of them, <laughs> oh, man, that's so hard. Like <laughs> I'm gonna go with Habib, but like I know people say GSP is big, but they don't see how big Habib is. Shall I be reality. honest? Shall I be honest? Yeah, I stood next to both of them. Habib is bigger. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's much bigger. I'll show next both I, them. I, I, I think Habib is bigger. He's taller. He's taller as well. Yeah, man, and like, and they say GSP is strong, but I think like, I think Habib's like cut to the lightweight is huge. I think he weighs maybe ninety three now, maybe. He's a, yeah, he's a, huge he's man. a big dude. Yeah, um, and like his his arm is huge. His forearm, everything. Yeah, I interviewed a belter fighter, Adam Piccolai. I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, he's a, like top five in belter. He's trained with Habib and he goes, Habib's wrists are like his, yeah. his ankles are like his calves. Like he's, he's not the most muscularly big guy, but the way his bone density is and the way he's, yeah. He's, Very thick. Yeah. So, yeah, Habib that, wins. You think so? I think Habib wins, man. I, I actually like, like, look, I, that fight is, is going to be very tough like for Habib like because GSP has good striking and great, great wrestling. So it's, it's going to be tough but like I'm going to go with Habib because I like Habib. Uh, Habib. But it's very different, man. Like, that, yeah. yeah. That's one of that's, them. That's the worst matchup for Habib Nurmagomedov. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that. I believe that 100%. Um, so uh, there's talks of uh, another fight. It's it's not a title fight, but it's something that has interest for me. And I think a lot of people, Jorge Masvidal versus Leon Edwards. Man, I, I like Leon Edwards. I actually like him. Uh, I think he is underrated. Uh, Jorge Masvidal is he's a great guy, but like I think... Leon's time is is now he's in the prime and Jorge is too but like I think it's gonna be a tough fight for both of them I don't know man that's very hard but I have a feeling if it goes past the first round Leon Edwards win and if it's not Jorge Masvidal wins yeah I think so you think Leon wins yeah, I think Leon wins. I am going to go with Leon, Leon Edwards. Okay. Leon Edwards is from my city. So I was curious, right? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm obviously going to be pulling for uh, Leon Edwards. I'm a big fan of Hoy, but I think uh, Leon Edwards is going to pull that one. I, I, I agree with you. I think he's underrated. Yeah. I think once he gets to that title fight, people will start to notice how good he really is. Exactly, right. yeah. And... Uh, and the last one, a big fight. Omar Omran Chaban versus... I can't even pronounce his name, but yeah. How, did, how does that fight end? I'm not going to give a prediction, but I will know. I would love to get a finish. Like, a finish. Uh, but 
if I get like if I get my hand raised, that's enough for me. But like, I'm gonna go with finish. What are we thinking? A uh, question mark? You're gonna see then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it was honor to have you on. I think uh, we we've been talking for about an hour, but yeah, it was a good interview. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's an honor to have you on. I can't wait to see the come up. And I hope you remember me when you make it. <laughs> Inshallah. Inshallah, yeah. Hope you remember it, me man. when you make it. But um, yeah, man. Uh, if you could just let the people listening your give your social media and if you'd like to shout out any sponsors. So big sponsor, uh, my biggest sponsor is Bihma. He like without him, it's very hard to like even go to Ireland. So big shout out to that, that company, Marco Bihlamaki. And big shout out to my family and yeah, everybody in Finland, Lebanon, Ireland. And my Instagram is C-H-A-B-A-N-G-R. And that's all my social media. I have Twitter, the same name. And yeah, and follow me there. I'll put a lot of stuff uh, in the fight week, hopefully. Inshallah, if everything goes right and being healthy. Yeah, I see you there. And um, when are you going to hook me up with a t-shirt, man? I, I like it. I got t-shirt. you. Yeah, you got me. You, you know what? You, you know what? You're going to send me your address and I'm going to hook you up with a t-shirt. All right. So you heard it. Yeah, man. You're going to hook me up. Look, 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 look at that. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. I, no, yeah, I'm going to wear I it. I got you, one. I got you, one. Yeah. No problem. Absolutely. I'm going to wear Inshallah. it. Um, Inshallah. I, uh, I like to call myself the Kashmiri gorilla. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right. You heard it, people. On Rantaban, fighting on October 28th, UAE Warriors. Where, where can they watch it? Is it UAE Warriors? They have an app in App Store and in Play Store. So download it and be there. You heard it, people. You don't want to miss it. Omran Chaban, thank you for your time, brother. Salam Thank alaykum. you. Appreciate it, man. I like to sound a little bit.